0: Welcome to the Pixel Classroom Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Reed. We talk about passion, innovation, X-factor, enthusiasm, and leadership in education, community, epilepsy awareness, and professional development, as we all have a story to tell. Welcome to episode 59, everyone. Just me today, just to talk about something I think we've all um, had our fair share about, whether it's been in the last couple of years, more recently, or several years ago, um, because it's hard to believe some of this has really only been around only about uh, 12 to 14 years. And uh, that's talking about social media burnout. I know, social media burnout. Let's face it, it is everywhere we look right now. It's on our phones, it's on our computers, it's on the news. It's on daily checkups, it's TV shows, you name it, it is their social media. And it's very interesting because, you know, social media is nothing that really hasn't. I think in the last few years, it's been more amplified for various, various reasons because you've seen it everywhere from, of course, marketing to politics to, of course, education being a huge one, as well as entertainment and more. And of course, as we don't like anything else, is sometimes too much of something is not necessarily a good thing. One thing you have to worry about when it comes to social media is when you have information thrown at you all the time, it can lead to some big, big uh, issues that run up on too. And I'm not talking about getting into hate rants. I'm not talking about being pulled down um, rabbit holes, even though that is part of it. But of course, it can go into everything. So one thing I definitely hit myself in the last several months, believe it or not, I was actually feeling a lot more probably, I say, last uh, summer uh, after the pandemic had been going on for for a while, was I felt definitely the social media burnout. And the problem is when I looked at this, I found out it actually had been hit me a lot, lot sooner than that. In fact, if I look at a few things, I said I got hit with probably social media burnout probably around 2015. Yes, I know. that was uh, six years ago, hard to believe. But yeah, it was about uh, it was about six years ago. I was feeling those early burnouts. So what was really happening? Well, believe it or not, I had to take a little journey what it was because social media burnout can hit you on different levels. It can be into your personal life. It can hit into your professional life. I was just recently on the Aspire podcast with uh, Josh Stanford talking about social media burnout, and that should be uh, probably posted by the time this episode uh, posts. But let's look at it. So what really causes it? Well, social media, and this is uh, burnout, is actually a, a true thing. It's been uh, been actually recorded in the last couple of years uh, from various reasons. But it's basically the biggest number one is self-comparison. Basically, you see people sharing things all the time, whether they're like, you know, check out I just got a promotion or check out this awesome view of the mountains or the beach. And what ends up happening to people is we compare ourselves to them. So it's all of a sudden it's like, well, I'd love to go on vacation, but I don't have the money or I can't get the thoughts together or spring breaks are on different times. So the family and I really can't take things together or you fall into, geez, I'm doing the same job. I'm working everything else on here. Why am I not getting a promotion? Why am I not getting a book deal? Why is it that I don't get recognition or, you know, something bad happens to me and everybody's like, well, hugs and I hope you feel better and I'll pray for you. Meanwhile, someone else gets donors, you know, gets um, donations, or somebody drops things off to them. I've, you know, been presidents for that too, and it's definitely in the uh, recent month after Melissa was in the hospital for her uh, testing for her seizures, where there was a reach out. But you know that that's that first problem is you have the self comparison. All of a sudden, you just Don't seem to be able to meet up with other people, and the the truth is, it's nothing new. I mean, it was going on for years when people would, you know, read the newspaper and say, "Oh, this person got this grant, or this person is doing this," and you'd look at it like, "Well, geez, I have two kids too, and I'd work three jobs, and nobody's saying good job or wow, how do you do it?" But you know, it it does happen. Or man, why does their house look great and they've got a deck and a and a pool, and meanwhile, I'm just you know, trying to get money together to pull up the floor and just replace uh, some old carpeting. That's starting to smell and possibly has a uh, Dustin's and stuff underneath it, But, That self-comparison trap has been there for a long time, and I know I've fallen into it many times. I still tend to fall into it as much as I say I'm going to try not to fall into it. We get into moments where we just can't compare ourselves to that, is that self-comparison. Then, of course, another one that leads to social media burnout. Um, One thing is, of course, not feeling belonging, and this actually is very, very broad. Um, One of the biggest thing is maybe we have different opinions on things. You know, some people will talk about it and I'll throw some education. They'll believe in one type of model, but they won't believe in another type of model. And then they say, this is the reason why that model is versus somebody who says, you know, I hate this. And that's just how it's going to be. Or they say, nope, that's fake. Don't care. Or, oh, no, I don't believe that person. They can they could save my life. And I still wouldn't believe they're saving me. You know, you have that little problem of that opinion trap. And unfortunately, when we look to. Get involved, or just try to make it so where you know it's a family member, a colleague, a neighbor, a friend. We try to agree with their opinion, but unfortunately, you know, it can turn into fights and everything else. And then all of a sudden, you start looking for people who share that similar opinion, or you look for ones that share more of your opinion. And unfortunately, you get caught into a lot of it. Doesn't matter if you're watching YouTube, listen to a podcast, uh, no. Twitter, social, um, Facebook or Instagram or something, but you start falling into those agreements. Next thing you know, you get very bitter and angry because you know, you don't understand why people can't see your view, whether it's positive or negative. You can't really argue anything. You're basically, it's your way or the highway. And that's what, and you're just going to constantly, you know, do whatever post memes, post, uh, um, images anything that just do it but what happens is that ends up creating a thing on your mental stress and then when you see people that are doing those kind of messages or thought process it wears down your health I know it's happened to me I've seen people post some things in the last uh, two years and some I was like well no I don't agree, agree with that and sometimes I would be like do you always have to just a, a post something just because you want to basically express you don't like this and it gets to the point, too, where sometimes you just wonder, like, do you ever even read what that is? Or, yeah, I get it. You're just going to be who you are. But do you ever think what that does to other people and also some people who don't have those views? It, it, it turns in a problem. And I think that's, you know, that talks into it. And trust me, I'm going to try to avoid anything uh, right now that is community or political right now. But I just, you know, it, it, it. I don't think people think of how it makes another person feel. And the fact is the fact that it makes a person who honestly just wants to. Be who they are, um, definitely has opinions that do are, are agreeable or do have similarities, but you can't just assume just because that person shows that 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 means who they are. It's like somebody who enjoys hockey, well, they automatically must be a Blackhawks fan or a Sharks fan or a Red Wing fan. What if they end up telling you, like, no, I like the you know, I like the Jazz or I like the Penguins, and they might look at you like, oh, how dare you go teams like that? I, I hate those teams, blah blah blah. It's just a certain thing. I know I have a couple of friends here. I know we're Cubs fans have been long time and there are other people who are Sox fans. And some people threw out some talk about, you know, things went wrong in the world because the Cubs won the World Series after several years. And they said if they wouldn't, maybe things would have been more even. But I said, well, what was the excuse when the Sox won in 2005? I rooted for them. You know, I was happy for it to have a local team win here. But, you know, at the same time is I'm not a fan. But do I say I hate the Sox? No. No, I don't say that at all. Honestly, if I think of it, because I'm not much of a sports fan, there's really no teams I really hate. Sometimes I'll make, you know, poke fun and joking, but people know I'm poking fun and joking. I mean, I worked with somebody who was a Vikings fan. I know there are probably people listening here, they're Vikings fan, and the kids would always say, Yeah, go. And, you know, they'd do, you know, the, the horns and everything else, but it made them feel good. But a lot of us just went, Well, let's hope they have a good game. But, you know, at the same time, we didn't say, Oh, what that team, what a joke. How can you, you know, be into that? And so forth. But, you know, there, there's healthy rivalry and then they're showing support for people, even if you don't always agree with their choices or ideas. I mean, that's a problem, too. But, you know, one thing I've definitely noticed the last couple of years is, you know, one thing is you start reading something because it's everywhere. Like, you know, social media is everywhere from entertainment to local community and whatnot. But unfortunately, um, you'd start going down rabbit holes. All of a sudden, you start reading one article, then you read another, and then you read this person's opinion, whether it's positive or negative. Where you look for those people who are agreeing with you, and then somebody throws something out, and it starts angering you. And Upsetting you, and it's a problem. I've known, unfortunately, you know, I've heard uh, topics uh, that people wanted to talk about things that don't have bases or things that are just so one-sided. And then I came home, people wanted to ask me something, I got really angry about it. In fact, I had someone the other day who uh, was posting, "Hey, it's my birthday month." Well, I enjoy my birthday very much. I don't ever call it birthday month. But, you know, my wife has said several times, you know, like, I don't know why you have to make such a big deal about your birthday and blah, 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 because she's not, you know, she knows she has birthdays, but she's not a big fan. A lot of people are not fans of their birthday. Like, oh, I'm older, whatever, moving on with life. And mine is, yeah, but I'm not obsessed, but they went and did that and then, you know. Melissa made a comment saying, you know, that person, you know, they're like you and I just got upset saying, why do you have to read that? Why do you have to tell something like I am not that person in any shape or form? I don't do. I have a birthday month and I don't do this and so forth. And she's like, why are you yelling at me? But right there is an example of social media burnout because we're hearing a comparison in this case. It's not, it's a self comparison, but this isn't a self reflection like, oh, why is that person getting, you know, getting that promotion as an assistant principal or instructional coach? Meanwhile, I'm the person that the only one they're going to listen to me is if it's raining outside, you know, then you get upset. But when you start hearing people compare you to someone else, you get really mad about that. I'm talking, oh, you look thing or you have mannerisms similar to that person. they are like, oh, you're right. I never thought about that. But you get really mad. I mean, one comparison I'll throw in right here is, you know, I'm doing the podcast. You know how many people, including family members, told me like, well, why do you keep talking about it? Go do your podcast. We'll make money if you think it's going to be cool. Or why don't you just get over yourself? That stuff is stupid. Or why are you wasting your time? Well, that hurts, you know, but then you start seeing other people doing the things successfully and then you try to, you know, repeat it or try to find your own way. And it's a huge, huge struggle. I mean, as I'm recording this uh, last couple of days, I've been looking over upgrades for the podcast just because the sound and my microphone is starting to have slow, slow areas Because it five years old and why it's in great shape. And I love that my, my, you know, Yeti mic here, it's starting to slowly degrade. And I've looked into more XLR because, you know, I do a podcast for my school district. I've seen other people do it. And the XLR, the hookup is a little bit more higher tune and it looks good. It's not cheap though. And, you know, part of me just, and another thing is I kind of need an upgraded desk here because I don't have really good areas. We would like to get some more space savers here as well as some expansions here because I mean, in my office where I'm recording this episode right now, there's really it's not it it, it, it it's put together. And you can't say it's on a budget because really it's not a budget. It's just stuff we've had. We put together and reorganized. I was just uh, looking at, speaking of social media, just looking at a post I had a year ago about redoing my office. And then right now, as we speak here, I'm about to put in some underlayment floor to get uh, our kitchen, I'm not a kitchen, our uh, dining room floor replaced with hard vinyl flooring. But I have somebody doing that. But at the same time, I kind of got the house torn apart. This is my spring break. I'm not going anywhere in the next couple of days. I'm doing this. I'm going to a dentist appointment. And I think I'm going to be reading some comics and finishing up two more books. I just finished two myself right now yesterday. But but example would be is, going back to the original point, is you have a life. You have things that go on to it. And then all of a sudden when people start saying, well, they seem to do it, but you can't do it. So why do you even bother? Or maybe you need to do some more research on people. And guess what you start feeling inaccurate it's like the old saying it's like if you say a a, a student or a teacher just does not get it they don't get it and they don't get it well after a while and repeating all that that person starts believing that i know i've had that i know if i had a company mom my mom and i were having a discussion from an old job i worked years ago i was you know honestly i was considered one of the best um, employees i was being popped in i was always being asked to stay late i was given offers for extra job and everything but back then if you worked a certain amount of time you had to be hired full-time and uh, that was a thousand work hours and that included if you worked on a weekend or anything but i kept doing it and i kept getting laid off which really hurt my finances and one of the biggest thing is why doesn't somebody give ryan just the full-time job or just promote him. And the excuse was was Ryan's too much of a uh, is, is a hard worker. But he's too much of a people person. He's too friendly. He knows where to make the arguments when they count and not out there. And basically, we can't have that because basically their thought process, and this was true because other people had heard this conversation with my mother, as well as two other people she had worked with who were presidents and as well as chair people, looks like. So basically, the excuse is even though you're successful, you're absolutely miserable in your job until you retire and you don't want that to happen to Ryan versus maybe this will be a stepping stone for Ryan to go on, not make the same mistakes, and maybe he's just trying to pay his bills and move on with his life and maybe he's probably going to then go from there but they didn't think that they were very limited to their views so what happened that made me start thinking I'm horrible. I'm not as good as an employee, dude. I am too nice of a guy. And guess what? That seems to be a problem because that's followed me around. I had two previous jobs before that job where they kept getting promoted. It was the same excuse. It was the same excuse. Well, he knows everything, but if we promote a thing or he doesn't want to be in this position because then he'll probably stay, even though he's got his college degree versus, well, maybe he's just trying to stable himself, get some leadership and, and manager experience and move on. And everybody seems to love working with him, And they know they trust him as a leader and a, and a trainer. Why don't we just promote him? No, we can't have that. So what did I believe? I'm not good enough. Same thing here. I mean, I lost my, you know, before my current position, I lost my last two jobs due to the budget cuts, you know, budget cuts for the school itself. It was private. I lost the one because of budget cuts because the state impasses. And like I said, I'm not getting political over the state. I know where I live. But at the same time is, you know, what does it start feeling like? You aren't badly needed. And the people can do good. And I held my hand up. time. I never, I I still to this day have not said bad things about any of the schools I've ever worked with. But what does it start making you feel like when you get in the job that there's going to be? I mean, you know, there's some things going on in my current district where we have to look at things, not only from the pandemic, but from a referendum and as well as budgeting money where, you know, you start having it. And guess what? My school does love me. Uh, a lot of the people love working with me. They've even said myself, if I ever left for whatever reason, whether it was an opportunity or life in general, because my life is kind of chaotic right now, it really is, they would miss me. But at the same time, part of me hits in my head like, well, they say this, but what if push comes to shove and they have to do a thing? What if I say the wrong thing with somebody or somebody says the wrong thing with me? I know I work with people and sometimes they will say things that just make me kind of grit my teeth. Like, why do you think like that? Or, you know what? I don't want to hear that. I don't I'm not here to do that. I'm here for the kids or I just want to work on some things for us all. But you know what I mean? It Then it starts hitting you to maybe I need to stop doing that. You know, then I self to that. And then I don't want to go looking on social media. I don't want to look at YouTube videos. I don't want to watch my favorite vidcasts. I mean, I love watching the Spider-Man Crawl Space and uh, the Spider-Dude Network with Mayday Mondays, as well as watching the Pac-Man History of Arcades and History of Toys. There's, I mean, there's some really good YouTube channels, which I really love. They are honestly straightforward. They don't, you know, when they say bad things, they have plenty of evidence to back up to it. But then guess what? I don't want to do it. I just like, why do I deserve this? I feel horrible or well why you guys never asked me to be on the show i'm just as informable as the next person and if you were listening to me that is how some thoughts run in your head, and then you get anxiety and then guess what you don't want to watch any youtube videos you don't want to watch anything related or somebody says well you should join this social media because they think like you where then you do the information and you say no unfortunately i don't want to go out. i don't want to be on any other networks right now um but then people say "We well, can You can fashion that, but but I just kind of want to go like, well, maybe because you want me there so you don't feel alone, or you want somebody to back up your same thought process, even though I can't. I mean, I do go on LinkedIn. I know some people who just do nothing but LinkedIn. They stream on LinkedIn. They they post uh, professional working things. But sometimes somebody will share a article or something that happens, and you'll see somebody just write off, say, "No, I don't agree with that person, or I hate that person. How dare you share it? Or nope, I believe this, and that's just how it is. And you just want to go like. Why do you need to do that? And that's the thing about social media. It's just like a person's opinion. That's they're the post, and sometimes they just do not care. But at the same time is, it's along the lines of the classic line many people have said. You can't change another person's thinking how they are. And if they are going to believe that's just how they are, only thing you can do is change how you reacted to it. And that's what segues into this next part of the note. So what did I do? I felt this burnout for a couple of years. It kind of accumulated, I say, in... I would have to say uh, right after we kind of came back um, to -to face-to-face learning, and actually had nothing to do with the pandemic, but I just got tired of reading things or seeing people just basically, you know, say too much negativity. And then, uh, of course, then there was other things people would refer to me at that I was aware of that I didn't really want to get involved with. And guess what? I finally realized I started checking my phone. Every time I had a free minute between lunch hours, between things at home, and then I would go down rabbit holes. I'd throw in some other social media things. And honestly, I felt horrible. And guess what? I started taking things out on the family. Not like, you know, thing, but, you know, yelling, yelling. I'm like, why do you want to think that? Or, you know what? I'm having a bad day. And they'd be like, geez, maybe you need to get off your computer. Maybe you need to stop reading some things because it seems to be making you angry. And as soon as that, I realized that I had to stop. So what did I do? I deleted my main apps off of my phone. I took away Facebook. I took away Twitter. I deleted my LinkedIn account. At first I didn't. I just turned off notifications, but then I deleted that. And the only ones I kept on, and then I just, then I got rid of my discord um, one. And the truth is the discord I'm on one network where we talk Spider-Man. Well, I started feeling inaccurate because I couldn't keep up with them. I couldn't really do it. Nobody would respond to me. So you know what I did? I just deleted that too and just told everybody I was going dark. Though some people thought I meant going dark because unfortunately, even going dark just means you're off the grid or in social media, it just means that you are, of course, going to just fade away and just not be posting things. Celebrities do it all the time. But some people then got worried about me thinking, well, that means social that means suicide. And I was like, no, it doesn't. That's and I'm not saying that. But at the same time is it also shows another thing about social media burnout all of a sudden everybody reacts to things without thinking things through they they talk about this and so forth they see things passing because you know i've posted various things because i just decided to post social media on my desktop because it cut my time in i wouldn't do it all the time i would just catch up on things um, whether it was facebook to like i said twitter or linkedin and i did that it just was easier it cut down things and i felt some of my sanity come back as a result but unfortunately. It did also cause other things, too, because then people wondering, well, he isn't posting a bunch of stuff and he's not doing this. Maybe he's not OK. And I wasn't OK. But then this is the other part of social media burnout. Then everybody all of a sudden magically is worried about you. And then everybody's posting things. Everybody is at, you know texting your spouse or family members what's going on and that just leads to just as bad too because as the old saying goes um, you seem to only want to talk to me when you need something as soon as it seems to be a concern for something else yeah you just run into that problem and all of a sudden nobody everybody wants to be in your business and that's a problem and then of course they're in your business for a couple of uh minutes or days or just throw maybe a message or two to you and then you don't hear from them again for weeks on end until you post something so that's another thing, and 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 the truth is, we have all information thrown at us twenty four seven all the time. Whether it's on TV, whether it's on you know a social media platform, we have information constantly glued to us. Whether some of us do it less, or we don't really do it, or the only social media we really stay for is maybe the occasional Google or Apple News, or maybe or maybe just things where you tailor stuff so you just read certain articles or just turn on the local news, not the national or the city news just to get current information without feeling like the world is horrible and really just go hide in your corner or just jump on the hate train or join on the love train and go from there, which I think some people will make a sixties and seventies reference out of that. But I, 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 digress, but that's what it's on. And I think the biggest thing is, is you got to do what's best for you. Where know your limits, know what you think. I mean, I still have Instagram on my, um, phone because i do certain share of my projects my, my perler beads and a few other things but you know it it, it, it does connect me in some and it's just a little easier because i think it's a more share platform and some other ones not that there isn't on there trust me i've like i said there's not one you can get i can get on yelp right now i have yelp for looking for places if i'm out and about and i want a good food review some people will completely bash a food establishment food truck to mom and or to chain and then you go eat it and you're like Pretty good food. I I don't know what that was about. Versus, uh, if you look at, because you know what, everybody has an opinion. And as the old saying goes, you can only keep people happy fifty percent of the time, and the other half, you have the other ones will always be upset. And you got the people in between, no matter what you do. They're always going to be upset or always have a negative opinion on it. And I think that's the biggest thing is we went from having to reach out to everybody, be close to each other, share things that we couldn't do 30, 40 years ago to where that self-comparison has gone into, well, this is how I feel. And that's just what it is. And you need to get on it. And, you know, as a result, that's what's led to a lot of burnout for a lot of people. doesn't matter if you're a teenager young at it and do it all the time whether it's snapchat instagram or you're in your 60s or 70s that just carelessly share some family events maybe a birthday event or just you know post on the community say hey i'm looking for someone to help me with my floors or does anybody know a cheap electrician to fix something outside because i'm not experienced i mean there's goods of social media and then there's bads of it but i think we've all reached a point especially in 2021 that we just have that burnout and i and it's just coming into what feels important to you to feel like you have to share or do things like I still share some of my I still share my, this podcast on almost every network. Doesn't matter what it is. I do share my donors choose. I write an article and so forth. But I haven't been on any Twitter chats in a month. I really try to not really jump down any uh, rabbit holes on any um, thought process, whether it's community or political or just the, you know, the, as I say, the buzzword of the day. So because honestly, it leads to just me feeling horrible because then you do that self comparison. Why can't you see that opinion or why do people not just see my side of things and it just becomes too much? So one thing important rules you need to know about social media, use it wisely, use it correctly if you have a disagreement with somebody make sure you have the backup evidence don't just throw it out in two words i don't agree or i hate that person because of x y and z or something that happened 40 years ago with you know with with a person's family member you need to be able to back up why you have a difference of opinion but at the same time you also got to look for people who you know a thing and you're always just sharing something good in the world make sure you do make other people feel included and sometimes it can be as simple as hey you know what i'm discussing this you want to join in this is all we're doing nothing too crazy or you know here's a webinar you ever think of applying or you know we're going to talk about this issue of nightwing or this issue of x-men and i know you have that issues and it's one of your favorite storylines you want to join us in on that day and i can simply just say yes i'm free or you know what it's not going to happen and i just don't have the time for the schedule for it so please you know respect my schedule but thank you for the offer stuff like that Because you know what? You can spin things positive about people in person or on social media. And the trick is, is like anything else, sometimes too much is not a good thing, whether it's what you eat, what you drink, what you read, what you post, what you listen to and and et cetera. So just remember about social media burnout is it doesn't have to happen to you, but just like anything, it eventually will happen in some shape or form. Just from somebody's comment, what's going on in the world, maybe even just something that happens to you in life that you just have no control on. Somebody passes away suddenly and you just don't know how to feel. Or everybody wants to reach out when you just feel like that's not what you want. Just remember... You can do your best to deal with it every day, whether it's what you control your own actions or if you—if it really affects your life and to seek help for it. But always remember to don't take things on people you've never met or on people who just want to ask a simple question. Just remember, they're people too. Thanks for listening, everybody, on the Pixel Classroom Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Pixel Classroom Podcast. If you like what you heard, please think of subscribing on your favorite podcast network. Also, please think of leaving us a voicemail or question you'd like us to answer on the air, and we'll be more than happy to answer that on an upcoming episode. Thanks again for listening to the Pixel Classroom Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Reed.